A proud member of Ear Gloom Media. This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Their two-step program of sack up and get good can help even the worst of gamers just be bad. Garrick and Crowley review the latest titles and discuss the latest news and issues. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Garrick and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley, and I am joined this week as I'm joined every week. It's like we're joined at the hip, possibly another body part or region. It's Garrick. We may be joined. I don't want to spoil where, though. I would rather you not. Speaking of spoilers, Garrick, we have a special guest here in studio. At the, uh, I, I, what would you call this? The BGA, like head studio, and you're in the satellite studio. Is that how you would, would you, is that a fair assessment, Garrick? I, I would say that would be a fair assessment, whatever okay. you just said. Sure. We've got Chris here, uh, also <laughs> known as The Herd. Uh, he, he was, he's in our Discord. He was the big winner of our uh, company that shall not be named Madden 19 giveaway uh chris welcome to the show well thank you very much crowley and thanks garrick uh why yeah. are you thanking garrick i don't know i thought that's what you're supposed to do when you come on a show <laughs> you're you're welcome i didn't do anything but you're welcome oh you know, i know don't thank him <laughs> nobody thanks him not even you no yeah well well chris thank you so much for you sound familiar i don't know what you're talking about I used to podcast with a gentleman known as the Patriot, who was very secretive about his identity. Are are you said Patriot, sir? I can neither confirm nor deny that accusation. I'm going to guess you're the Patriot. It's my suspicion. Uh, we've got a lot to get into, right? Like, we just got a ton to get into. Uh, but before we do, like I said, Chris is here. Uh, he joins us from the Discord and uh, if you're not on our Discord, uh, definitely check that out. You can check that out at eargloomedia.com. That's the website. Just go to the Bad Gamers Anonymous. Actually, just at the very top of the page, man, like the top right, hit the Discord button and join. There's like a never-ending invite there, thanks to our friend Jonesy, who designed the website. Thanks, Jonesy. See? He'll thank Jonesy. <laughs> so, all right. Nobody's grateful for you anyway. I know, right? Uh, let's just play some weekly catch-up. I like to just figure out what Garrick's been up to because he doesn't talk to me throughout the week. Garrick, what have you been up to this week, sir? I have been really busy trying to avoid you at any and all costs. Uh, Congratulations. Mission accomplished. <laughs> um, but no, we, we had fun at Halloween. We uh, uh, kind of took work off early so I could come home with the missus and try to pass out candy. Um, I got in a whole bunch of collector's edition items. I got a giant diva statue. I got my Black Ops 4 collector's chest from the zombies mode in. Um, got a whole bunch of shirts from Activision, which is really cool. And then what else did I do? Been playing some Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got a new Switch. I got the Diablo Switch. Um, I, th I think that's it. What have okay, you been up out to, of Crowley? all of that, out of all of that, Garrick, the only thing I care about is: did you pass out good candy or did you pass out crap candy? I I gave out my mind there. Butterfingers, Kit Kat bars, uh, Reese's pieces, 
babe babe ruth dude baby ruth no babe ruth was a he was a sports yeah, ball player he was a sports ball player good lord it's, all right it's like well, the poor man snickers <laughs> correct but he's to say, did you pass out the the fun size or like the full size? I passed out the fun size, but I I told the kids like just get like a handful, just get in there. So there, you didn't limit it. No, I was just like go crazy, guys. Uh, I, good I for you. I didn't pass out any hand Halloween candy. Thanks for asking, uh, because I didn't care. That's like the most crowley thing I've ever heard. Perfect. Yeah. Well, then I am I am on track. Uh, this week, Garrett, because you actually did ask. Thanks for asking. You're actually, welcome. I guess this time uh, I uh, played a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Nice. I played no Ghostbusters. I played nothing else. Uh, there's nothing cigar related to talk about again, as I did not purchase any cigars this week. What? It's two weeks in a row. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is like breaking news. It's, it is, isn't it? Did I get like a CNN alert or something? No, no, you did not. Uh, but I did receive in the mail my Bad Gamers Anonymous sweatshirt that I am wearing right now and that Chris can confirm. That he is actually wearing it and it looks fantastic. It does. It, it My sexy factor is upped by at least how much, Chris? Two and a half? That's a terrible, terrible, terrible multiplier. Hey, from would, zero to two and a half. It's so still zero. It. If it's up Zero. two and a half points, if it's on the Garrick scale, then it went down 0. 0.5. If it's on the Garrick scale, it's immediately you knock three points off of it. Uh, but you, too, can get your Bad Gamers Anonymous swag. You can also get your Ear Glue Media swag, your Cantina Cast swag. Uh, I don't think there's a basement swag yet, but you can also get the Many Faces of Masters of the Universe swag. Just go to T Public. And you too can get there. Now, it's not on sale anymore. It was on sale 30% off through the 4th of November, which is uh, tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing this, the sale will be done. But fret not. Black Friday is coming. And Crowley has a suspicion, ladies and gentlemen, that everything will be on sale. It's all got to go. So T Public, check it out. Uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous swag. We got all kinds of stuff. There's tumblers and mugs and totes and t-shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of good stuff good quality stuff there check it out i'm done pimping things i promise let's get right into the gaming news of the week heather alexandra is an idiot that works at kotaku and she is an awful person do you know are you familiar with heather alexandra Garrett? i i don't i have no idea what you're talking about heather alexandra said probably said something that you don't approve of uh, that nobody approves of that gamers don't need to exist in order for games to exist that games don't need gamers what that is exactly no people what created games because they were bored anyone who plays a game is a gamer no there would not be games without people who were bored the, the gamers or players to play the games. Well, that would that that would track logically. Correct. But this woman from Kotaku says no. She says otherwise. And this was in a tweet a couple of days ago. This was actually Jonesy had said something about this on Discord. So what Heather Alexandra said was I definitely don't think uh, that's always the case, but I also don't think players are completely necessary for games to exist either. How does that make sense 
on any level. Now, while it's true, you can create a game and not have anybody play it. I'm looking at you, Nintendo uh, 64, Superman 64. Uh, you have to at least have a market in order to afford to create a game. Am I right? I mean, th- theoretically. So this is what she says after this. She says, now again, this person works at Kotaku. This is the level of idiocy that is at Kotaku. The fun thing about this one is that I get to imagine the looks on people's faces when they realize that I'm being 100% for real here. Like, she believes this crap that she spews. This is uh, Heather Alexander. It's at Trans Gamer Think. I write Kotaku tips Heather DOT Alexandra AT Kotaku DOT.com open DMs. I don't know if this person is, is is a trans person. I don't know. I think the polite thing to do is refer to them as the pronoun they want to be referred to. However, the polite thing to do is also have a logical and coherent argument to which this person has done for her thought on this. Twitter is not the place for logical and coherent arguments. <laughs> well, while that is fact and a sad <laughs> fact at that. Is this even defensible in any, like, can you think of a reason that this would be defensible? Can you think of a coherent, a cogent argument, Garrick, that would, that, that would actually defend this person's thought? Um, well, let's, let's just look further down this entire thread. Quote, I mean, we could start with examples, things like Mountain and Everything Play Themselves, for instance. Certain 4X games proceed and play out even if the player is not an active entity. So I get what she's saying there. You can make a game that plays itself out. I understand that. You don't necessarily have to have a player. At the same time, that's using player in human terms. There are still NPCs. There's still players. They're just not human players. Those aren't actual players, then, are they? Are they? Because are they actively are they actively playing, or are they following their software commands? I guess I guess in that sense, it it looks like they're playing, but in reality, they are choosing pre generated outcomes. Okay, this kind of reminds me. I'm just gonna sports ball it up here a little bit. Yeah, but there's there's uh, simulators they have for like Fox and. ESPN and stuff like that, and they run a thousand simulations of a, a matchup to determine outcomes. Well, that's fine, but that's not an actual game. That's just the running of a, th- a scenario. So right. that's what they're talking. That's what she's talking about. But that doesn't mean it's a game because it's just operating within the parameters that are set. Correct. You have to have a gamer, a person actually playing in order to have the definition of a game. This is just another example of an idiot trying to redefine terms. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all this is. And leave it to someone at Kotaku to try to do it. Kotaku is hot garbage. It is trash, and you should not read it. Just don't block Jason Schreier. Dude, if that guy had a shred... A shred of journalistic integrity. He would tell Kotaku to suck it and he'd go work somewhere else. I'm not sure where because gaming journalism as a whole is hot garbage. It is a dumpster fire of idiocy. 
And this is a prime example of it. This is why people don't trust gaming journalism. It's ridiculous. Kotaku, this person, Heather Alexander, you are an idiot. I hope that somewhere someone hears this podcast that you know, and they hear Crowley calling you an idiot. And, and, and I hope you hear this. And I hope that you find my email address at badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. And I hope you get a hold of me. And I hope you want to come on the show. And I invite you on the show. And I will tell you to your virtual face that you're an idiot. I will at least try to open the conversation up and try to have you present an argument as to why you're not an idiot. I won't. Just <laughs> FYI. I, I will Garrett. say, I'm reading through the comments on this right now, and just a big shout out to at Sloppy Minutes for his reply. <laughs> well, you blog for the right site, at least. There you go, right there, dude. <laughs> Sloppy Minutes. You're my boy. You're my boy. You're my boy, boy. The people's reactions. There's some people who are trying to have a conversation, just like, it's an interesting idea you propose. You're still wrong. And then there's just everybody else posting memes and insults, and I appreciate the memes and insults more. If, if this person wants to come on and try to defend this view, I more than welcome this person on. Nah. I will listen to them, nah. and then I will tell them that they're dumb because yeah. it is not a defensible position. I think we have better things to do. I don't. I, I don't. I really don't. Well, I don't know why anybody's having to have uh, try to have a conversation on social media. That's not the format. No, for the, come for on my podcast and I will have a conversation with you. But at the end of it, I'm going to tell unless you change my mind, I'm not Crowder. I won't be polite through the whole thing. I won't. At the end of it, I will be like, you are still a moron. Thanks for coming on, though. I appreciate it because it's just stupid and it's just somebody trying to get attention and it worked and I'm pissed that I gave them attention. <laughs> Crowley gave them what they wanted. Right. Pretty much in more gaming idiocy news. I, I Garrick, I don't even, I, I, I didn't want to cover this, but it's so big on my Twitter feed. Did I use that right? Yeah. On my Twitter feed that I kind of felt like we had to. I was going to cover it regardless, so I'm glad you put this on. And honestly, the the whole kind of hubbub about this has made me pretty lugubrious. Wait, oh, Jesus. Lugubrious. Dude, I can't, I mournful, can't. dismal, or gloomy, especially in an affected, exaggerated, or unrelieved manner. Yes, this makes me sad. I am going to put in our ending credits right there. The outro will play over. No, I won't. Because that's what I did last week. It was hilarious. That was great. Uh, all right. So this, this if honestly, if, I'm if, excited for this. Okay. You're excited. Diablo is coming out with a new game called Diablo Immortal. For those of you not in the know that don't know the situation we're talking about. Here's the situation. They're going to put out Diablo Immortal on your phone. It's not coming to a console near you. It's coming to your phone. And the player base is having a cow, man. For no reason. For absolutely no reason. No at reason. all. Well, Bart Simpson Crowley over here. That's is, right. Apparently. Well, I'm just throwing in nineties references, man. <sighs> Garrick, uh, what do we know about this game? So what we know is the, the setting of the game, it takes place five years after the World Stone got destroyed at the end of Diablo 2's expansion, uh, Lord of Destruction. And that's all we know. 
Uh, pretty much. It's uh, yeah. It takes place five years after the ending of Diablo two. We get six of the main heroes, of which the witch doctor is missing, which is hilarious because nobody likes him. So we do have the new Crusader class that came out a couple years ago. We do have the new Necromancer class that just came out earlier this year. So we have everybody except Witch Doctor, and it's being developed by NetEase in conjunction with Blizzard. Why are people having a fit about this? I think people are really upset because they hyped themselves up for a Diablo 4 announcement. And honestly, I think it's too soon for Diablo 4. Diablo 2 came out in 2000. Diablo 3 came out in 2012. I'm not expecting a Diablo 4 for at least a few more years. I think Blizzard definitely is going to pull out what they can out of Diablo 3 a little bit more. I think we'll probably see something like a Diablo Remastered or Diablo 2 Remastered, something of that sort, before we even see a Diablo 4. So everybody was getting super excited. Blizzard was kind of saying, hey, at our BlizzCon, we've got some cool Diablo news to share. And this was it. And so people were overhyping themselves, expecting something that they weren't going to get. And this is the fallout. It's gotten so bad that Blizzard has had to delete comments off of their YouTube, off of the Diablo Immortal cinematic trailer on YouTube. Doesn't mean that you still can't find super negative comments on there. I don't think they can delete them fast enough. Uh, But yeah, I think the announcement trailer last I saw had something like 50,000 dislikes and like 3,000 likes. That's it's not EA level. Of, of dislikes, but it's still a large amount of dislikes for nothing more than not putting out what gamers want. Exactly. All this does is it's going to broaden the player base and you get the story in between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, which I'm personally very excited to experience. So I don't really know why people are upset about this. It's even being primarily developed by a different studio. So it's not as if any development that has started on Diablo 4 has been halted or is slowed down because of this. It's somebody else doing it. So I I really don't understand the hubbub. We're still going to get a Diablo 4. This isn't delaying a Diablo 4 announcement. This is just something for the interim. Well, going back to Twitter and the feed on Twitter, there is a gentleman named Adam Holisky. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Holisky. Holisky. Doesn't matter. Holisky. Sure. This guy's a douche is what he is. Uh, he tweeted out that he blames Donald J. Trump, president of these United States, what? for the divisiveness. For the divisiveness. Surrounding this this announcement, this Diablo immortal announcement. He blames the president, saying that the president has become such a hardliner that now gamers are taking a hard line and there's no compromise between gamers. I'm not sure when this jerk off has been around gamers in the last 20 years. I can't think of a time where gamers have really come together other than Battlefront 2. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you make a great point. This entire community has always, always been very divisive. Um, Divisive? Divisive. Whatever. Tomato, tomato. It's always been 
you know, a console war or console versus PC or something. There's always something going on and you can never, ever please the player base. The only thing that's really changed is with social media, we're able to voice our opinions a little bit more loudly. And that is exactly what Chris and I were talking about before the show. Yeah, there was like a coach recently that came out. He goes, and he was asked by the media, he goes, uh, they were like, hey, what do you think about the controversy over was a player or something? And he goes, I don't listen to social media. He goes, it gives everybody a voice and I don't care. And that's pretty much it. I mean, social media is an outlet for people to complain. That's it. That's it. No other good use for it. No. And everybody has a voice and everybody wants their voice to be be heard. And this guy is using his voice. Now, he is the owner. This is according to his Twitter feed or profile or whatever you call it. He is the owner of at Blizzard Watch, manager of an amazing team of product geniuses at Modern Tribe Incorporated and formerly at Penske Media at Minnesota Opera and at AOL, owner of a Banhammer. He's also owner of a Twitter account that he has now locked, and you are uh, only allowed to uh, view his tweets if you uh, follow him. Yeah, I was just looking at that, and I was trying to find this tweet, and then I realized, oh, this account's tweets are protected. Please follow him if you want to read his stuff. I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. No, because this is just somebody, again, trying to garner attention politically, garner attention on Twitter, get more followers by saying something completely outrageous that is not true. I oh. want to call this guy out for being a douchebag. I want to call this guy out for just being a, one of these people that is trying to cause more divisiveness than what is already there. You can do it, Crowley. There's this thing called I, Twitter. You can let I'm not doing it. I have a you podcast. Have a I have a podcast, and I will use my podcast as that voice. This guy's a douchebag. And I will invite Adam Holisky, Adam Holdushki, whatever his name is, onto this podcast. He can come on, and he can try to defend his comments. He can try to defend his remarks. And him and Heather Alexandra afterwards can go out and talk about how I'm an awful person and, and, and how I'm just not going to listen. I'm not enlightened, and I don't understand the current political scene. They can talk about all of that. Because God forbid Blizzard puts out a game for a mobile device. God forbid Blizzard puts out a game on the most popular platform on the planet. Everybody has a mobile phone in their hand all the time. Mobile gaming, Chris and I were talking beforehand, is the wave of the future. It just is. I mean, people have been saying that for years. And yeah, you look at the data... And absolutely, the easiest way for people to get into gaming is via phones. The The biggest platform for games are phones. I mean, look at PUBG and Fortnite. Yeah, they're, they're even on phones. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's the only way to get people into the gaming, especially the younger generation, is phones. They all have phones. They have phones at eight, nine years old. Or if they're not on the phone, they're on the iPad. Or, you know, whatever. So mobile gaming is totally the way you have to go, I think. And the hardcore gamers are going to have to come to terms with that. I don't even know if this is a hardcore gamer issue. Is it? Or is it just like you said, Garrick? I, I, I think I might more agree with you that people just kind of got their hopes up that Diablo 4 was going to be announced. 
And then they were kind of butthurt that it wasn't. Yeah, I, I really think this is just people overhyping themselves for an announcement that isn't coming out anytime soon. And I understand for any other game studio, six years, eh, it's about right for an announcement. I mean, it was six years after Red Dead Redemption that we got the announcement for Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm not surprised that people were getting anticipatory of a Diablo 4 announcement. But at the same time, I'm also not surprised that we didn't get one. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, you guys are way more into the gamer social society than I am. I'm a lone gamer, I guess I would say it. But um, yeah, you guys are probably right. I, I just think part of it too is is that there's are, there are a segment of gamers that are not ready for the mobile transition. And I definitely, yeah, well. I definitely think you have a point there as well. I think the quote-unquote hardcore gamers or core gamers have always been fighting against mobile, saying it's like, oh, you're not a real gamer if you just play on your phone. But I would argue that people who play on their phone are probably gaming more than core gamers would. Yeah, I, you know, and I've said before on this show that if you're a, just a mobile gamer, you're not a true gamer. Uh, you know, I think as we all kind of evolve in our lives, we have to look at our, our stances. Sometimes those stances have to change. I think this is one of those times where Crowley has to kind of change his view and have a paradigm shift and, and kind of say, hey, I think that maybe if you're uh, you're a true gamer, if you're playing on your mobile phone. I mean, look at PUBG, look at Fortnite, the two most popular games on the planet, Fortnite being the most popular game on the planet, and it's played on a mobile phone. A lot. I mean, uh, don't edit that out. I want that on tape that Crowley admitted that he (laughs) was abusive of the fault. And I mean, I I love my phone for it. Basically, it's it's hardware. It's power. The things that I can go back and do. I own Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, um, Icewind Dale. I own all these old RPGs I used to play on PC and they run on my freaking phone because my phone is 10 times more powerful than what I had back in 98. Garrick's Gregarious Games. Hi, I'm Garrick, and I like games. First, I just want to say, speaking of some BlizzCon news, I am super stoked for Warcraft 3 Reforged coming out next year. Now, what I don't the know. crap does Reforged mean? It means remastered and or remade. Wait, okay, but they're calling it Reforged? I think they're that's, trying to to. I believe stick... that's a blacksmithing term. Exactly. They're, they're trying to stick with the Warcraft lingo, and it's like, you're crafting, it's forged, so it's Reforged. Did they ask, did they ask Heather Alexandra what she thought of the Reforged line? Because I think she's probably not going to like it. I don't think they care what anyone else thinks. Because clearly. I'm just going to be honest, I think you can Reforge without gamers. I, I I would agree with that statement, Crowley. I think you can reforge without gamers, okay. but it still requires a blacksmith. It does require a blacksmith. Good call. Good and catch. 40 coins. Yes. And yeah, and 40 <laughs> coins. All right. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Derek. I, I apologize for interrupting. No, you're, that's you're it. I, gaming. I honestly, I'm not a huge uh, tactical kind of fan. Um, so these kind of strategy games are not my jam but warcraft 3 is one of the few that i actually really got into so i'm pretty excited to have this back in a in a new high definition it's coming in 4k uh assets as well which is really nice the most 
excited I am about Warcraft 3, however, is always about the mods. I love how you could go in, create new maps, create basically new games out of this. I mean, Warcraft 3 is where Dota originated, which spawned League of Legend. So I really am excited for an upgraded uh, an upgraded package for this game, and I'm excited to see what these creators can bring out of it. I'm excited for you. Why, thank you. Nipples are hard. <laughs> Next, I just want to talk about Diablo on the Switch. Said earlier uh, that I got the new Diablo Switch bundle, which is I beautiful. was hoping that was just going to be the end of it. Like, hey, I got the new bundle. Nope, that is not it. Uh, the game is actually fantastic. 60 frames, docked or handheld, it looks great. I think it's in 720p in handheld mode, but it is HD, 1080 in TV mode. Uh, all the classes are present, even Witch Doctor. You have the new Necromancer class and Crusader from the last expansion. What I really like is that you even have Season 15 going on on the Switch version, telling me that this is a 100% features complete port of the game. There's nothing missing from this. In fact, you only have extra features. All I hope for is that going forward, the Switch is going to see all future updates at the exact same time that the other platforms do, because I don't want to have extra content or, or be ahead on my PS4 and then have a month delay on my Switch. The as only thing this game's missing is people who care. I care. In fact, everybody on our Discord who has been sharing their Nintendo IDs lately, you can see they've been playing Diablo recently, Crowley. Look, yeah, I know, but the only one uh, on there that I respect is is Joe. Joby one Kenobi. Because he doesn't play Xbox and the other two schlubs do. Uh, Neb and Cab. All right. They play. Right. They play I Xbox. I can't. I yeah. There. See, I'm just always slamming the Xbox. It's I was about to about say, like, you don't Xbox respect me either, it. but yeah, I have an Xbox. Yeah. See. <laughs> what I really like is that they added amiibo support. We're even getting a loot goblin amiibo. I thought out of amiibos this. were gone. I thought. I thought nope. Nintendo did away with them. In fact, well, they should have. There's a whole bunch of news that we passed over this week from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate getting was, a. Did they say something stupid on Twitter? No, but we are well, getting then something I, then stupid. I wasn't going to cover it. We are getting <laughs> the Piranha Plant as a playable character in Smash. Is that the... Oh, because there are a ton of people clamoring for the Piranha Plant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, Tons there, of there, people. There weren't. Um, we're also getting Incineroar from Pokemon, and we are getting Ken from Street Fighter as a... Uh, not a shadow character. I forget what they're called. Clone character or something like that. But I'm I'm pretty stoked for Super Smash Brothers. I will be more stoked for Diablo as soon as I'm able to actually get to max level and start grinding out my high level stuff. I just gotta say first off, well, as you're talking, the the, the visuals of Crowley <laughs> are just fantastic you guys should go to a video show because it's so awesome and and i know none of the lessers will never see what i just saw but i'm just wondering how long has diablo 3 been out uh diablo 3 came out i said this earlier 2012 so this is a six almost seven year old game yep that is just now getting a port to the nintendo switch and you're happy that it's a hundred percent complete port if it wasn't a hundred percent complete port, 
what would have been the point? Well, exactly. And that's the thing, though, with the, the Switch architecture, even though Diablo is a six-year-old game now, it, it still requires a lot of horsepower to run. Like, it's on the PS3 and 360, sure, but with all the extra features and updates, it does require a lot more. So, I'm I'm stoked that I get to play Diablo on the go. It's the closest thing I can get right now to Diablo Immortal. Welcome to Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Wanna play some games? Hey, big boys. Let's play some games on the corner and stuff and do things with cigars that only President Clinton did. Uh, so uh, we're just going to talk Fallout Beta, the B-E-T-A, on Crowley's Corner this week because uh, everything's been Red Dead Redemption for me because I have absolutely just gone into it. Uh, Fallout Beta is, is a dumpster fire. It is trash of the highest level. It is awful, 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 awful. Te- have I said awful enough? Terrible? I feel like you haven't really addressed your feelings. If you play this game, you may be a terrible person. Wow. No, probably not. This game's just bad. I, I Look, Garrick, I know you're going to correct me. I know you're going to say it's not terrible. But it was so terrible, it tried to delete itself. Now, I thought this was hilarious, and I was—it tried to delete itself. Like, am I, I was wrong? Somebody who is affected by this. Uh, <laughs> what I think happened, and if if this is true, I'm I'm not a coder. I I don't do programming. I don't do network infrastructure. I don't know. But what I think happened is this is the same day that the beta launched on PS4 and PC at the same time that it's been available on on Xbox the week prior. I think they had basically a version update that allowed for PC and PS4 players to get in, but I think that version update overrode the version that was on Xbox and PC if you had pre-installed it before. And so I think when you logged in, it was like, oh, you have the old version. We're going to download the new patch. By the way, the new patch is just the whole new file of the game. And as soon as you started it, it basically overrode everything that you already had installed. So the game realized how terrible it was and deleted itself. I don't think that was the case. I'm pretty sure it was just some kind of Basically, what I got out of this... Is the AI wanted to kill itself because it was so terrible? I don't think that's true in the slightest. I'm going with that. This game's terrible. Let me tell you why it's terrible, then Garrett can preach all the virtues of this game. Because this game is hot garbage. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's basically Skyrim. That's all it is. The set pieces look beautiful. I can't, I can't knock the set pieces. They look great. But if you're playing in first-person mode, which third-person mode feels very wonky, it feels off, it feels, I don't know if forced is the right word, but it feels something along those lines. First-person's terrible. It's basically playing Skyrim. You go to pick something up, there's no animation to pick it up, you just pick it up. When you compare that to Red Dead Redemption 2, when you go to pick something up, you're kneeling down. 
you're picking it up. You're interacting with the environment. In Fallout Beta, you're not. It is a straight RPG in that aspect. And I feel like that was fine for 2011 when Skyrim was first released. But in 2018, almost 2019, I think we need a little bit more realism from it. Also, I don't care that it's in West Virginia. I feel like the developer said, I really like this Bob Denver song and I want to use this in marketing. So let's just make this West Virginia. It, it, it feels cliche and terrible. I mean, it's a great premise for a game. Fallout puts out great stuff. This just isn't up there with it. I think this is terrible. If you play this, you're wasting your time. Obviously, Fallout thinks that if you play this, you're wasting your time since it tried to delete itself off your consoles. Garrick, tell the fine people listening to this podcast why they should freaking play this stupid game. So first, I just want to say you do realize that Bethesda also made Skyrim, right? It's why I said it's basically Skyrim. I mean, yeah. There's a reason why I said it. That's exactly what it is. This Fallout is just but future Skyrim. Fine, but it's not updated in any way. It looks like a 2011 game. It's 2018. I, I think you can disagree like all you want. Did, can, when you <laughs> the 2014 game. Well, I suppose if we're going to split hairs, I'll go ahead and just give you that. It's still five years behind where it should be. So this is, as far as I know, built in the exact same engine that Fallout 4 was. Um, it's Fallout 4 online. That's really how you should think about it. Uh, it's it's Fallout 4 to the 19th power. Not 19th power, 4 times 19. And, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But honestly, one of my biggest criticisms of Red Dead Redemption that I said last episode is how freaking long it takes to loot things in Red Dead. If I had to do that for every tiny screwdriver and gas can and just random appliance I picked up to scrap into parts, I would kill myself. It would take way too long. I probably you mean pick like, up like 50 Fallout things Beta a tried to do, like Fallout seventy six tried to do. Yes, wow. I could not oh, stand that. Great. So I appreciate actually <laughs> that as soon as I click pick up the thing just goes into my inventory and disappears from the world. I like that. Now, I do have my criticisms of this game. One, the survival aspects I think are a little too much. I liked them in Fallout New Vegas, but they didn't seem this bad. The water and food gauges you have in the game feel like they deplete too quickly, and it's not always readily available to scavenge around. So if you need water or food, you really got to kind of go out specifically looking for those elements or at your home base, kind of create a garden and a, a, a water purifier place so that you can get those resources. Second, the stash that you have at your camp is limited to a weight of 400, which is way too small for me. And unfortunately, there's no way to upgrade that limit. In conjunction with that, ammo and junk resources that you have have weight which compounds with the limitations that you have on which items you can carry. Now, normally, when I go through a Fallout game, I pick up everything that isn't nailed down while I'm exploring. And then in my home base, I have different lockers, chests, cupboards, whatever, that 
I put different categories of items into. Unfortunately, in 76, any stash I make on my home base is attached to everything else. There's just one universal storage. So I can't actually arrange my treasure trove of garbage into where I want. What's weird is that it actually seems 76 has tools in place to allow stashes to contain different items. Most notably, there are labels in games, uh, in the game, that you can put down like guns, ammos, kims, whatever, that you can put on top of containers or label on the containers themselves, but the labels don't really do you any good if you can access everything from any stash that you have. Hopefully, they can resolve that. I can get additional storage because right now I'm having to be very selective in what I pick up because my stash is completely full. And so I'm not able to play this game like I normally would with a Fallout game. The first 10 hours or so, yeah, I played it normally. And then I'm reaching the point where it's just I have too much crap in my inventory, which I like doing in Fallout. So it's a treasure trove of garbage. Treasure trove of garbage is what I call my loot, yes. Just like the game. No, because I don't think you would call this game a treasure trove, garbage or no, not. No, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know what, I got to thank Chris for that. He came up with that one. He passed me a note during class because he saw how bored I was. My eyes glazed over and I started thinking of how I could delete myself as Fallout 76 Beta. Uh, tried to delete itself. Uh, if you enjoy Treasure Troves of Garbage, play Fallout 76. <laughs> so if, if you, you don't, don't play Fallout 76. If you liked Fallout 4, this is Fallout 4 just in a new setting, and you can play with other people if you want to. Now, you don't have to, but you can. Um, even with all the problems aside, I'm weirdly addicted to this game at the same time. Every time the beta ends, I'm extremely sad that I have to wait several days to play it again. I, think, I don't. Are you weirdly addicted to this the same way Hugh Grant was weirdly addicted to transvestite prostitutes? You know what? Probably. Because I kind of Probably. feel like this it's the same kind of addiction. I do like to think that I am Hugh Grant, so that could be it. Well, all right. There you go. Maybe Fallout <laughs> is my transvestite prostitute of video games. <laughs> there you Clip go. that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> but but still, if you liked Fallout, you'll like 76. If you're already not a Fallout fan like Crowley, then you're not going to like 76. Do I like, want to see a new Fallout game that has an upgraded engine? Yes, absolutely. But Bethesda's already said they're working on their next two biggest games that hopefully will be in a new engine. Starfield and then the very excited exciting elder scrolls six whatever it is all right let's let's talk about we're gonna give our full review of the single player mode of uh red dead redemption 2 now uh let's let's talk about red dead redemption 2 and let's just start with the story and we're gonna start with our our friend and our 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 guest chris what do you think of the story so far like how far are you in red dead redemption 2 um i had to restart (sighs) what Why? Because I kill people. <laughs> Did you many kill everybody? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> like I get you could do that. Like you could do that in Skyrim, can't you? You could just go in, and wipe out entire towns, and you can do it in Fallout too. Okay, so there you go. But There's, Fallout but, kills itself. The Fallout does kill itself. But you killed everybody, 
And so you had to restart. So in your restart, how how far are you? Uh, are you further than what you got in your original? No, game? no. Okay. <laughs> so you're way behind. I am way behind. So how like, far did you get? Did you get past chapter one? Yes. Okay. Yes, so, I got out of the mountains. I got right. into Valentine. Um, I don't know if you could get that level of lot of level in the mountain, but <laughs> let me ask you this: Did you feel like? Did you know? You know what the Donner Party is, right? Who yeah. They were okay. Because Garrick didn't. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't the only one that knew what the, who the Donner Party yeah, was. Yeah, I got a public education. I'm not an old timer. <laughs> I wasn't around during then, like you were, Crowley. Well, that's probably a fair. I point. wasn't around when Lee he was. <sighs> yeah, but when I was with the Crowley. Donner Party. Was either you know what? <laughs> you were friends with Crowley, so he probably regaled you with his tales in the Western expansion. <laughs> he is older than dirt. That's true. That's true. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, let's just, how far are you in the story, Garrick, before I guess I get into it? I'm honestly not as far as I probably should be. Are you past chapter one? Yes. Are you past chapter two? I don't think so. Holy cow. I never got anything that was all like, chapter three. So I'm still around Valentine, Strawberry, uh, the, the, the first camp you're at, um, doing stuff. I'm just having a good old time hunting, you know what I'm saying? It says uh, I'm like 18% completion. So you're like uh, Cartman and those guys out in the forest and wow, killing all the, the animals exactly to level he's up. He's trying to level up, but you can't level up in this game. He's out there shooting rabbits. I am oh, trying oh. to create a giant treasure trove of rabbit pelts. Well, you just want a treasure trove of garbage. That's right. Just more garbage. Anyway, I am into chapter three uh, and the story certainly starts to pick up. I'm going to be honest. It starts slow. Oh, yeah. The game overall is slow, and we'll get into that. This is yeah. a huge criticism that I have of this game. But the story itself kind of starts slow. There's not a lot of action. And when you go from an RPG like Spider-Man and you get into an RPG like Red Dead Redemption 2, there is a huge disconnect. There is a huge the dichotomy between the two can't be overstated, I don't think, because you go from a game that is action, 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 you're traveling fast, you're swinging, there's always something going on, to now there's nothing. You're in this huge expanse. Like I said last week, this is a larger map than what you have in Spider-Man, but there's nothing to do unless you're hunting, unless you're trying to fill out your compendium of of beasts and wildlife and you're trying to get pelts and you're trying to make money that way the legitimate way and we'll get into the illegitimate ways here in a little bit but the, it's just so slow like chris how like has it stopped you from playing as much as you want it i i think it has to an extent extent because the travel time between the camp and the town it takes a long time, and I get that that you're trying to go for the realism with the horse travel and stuff like that, but it's almost unappealing at times. I agree. Uh, Garrick, has it, has it stopped you from playing this game as much as you thought you would? Yeah, actually, um, it's it really hasn't hooked me like I wanted it to. I was super excited to get my hands on it. And yeah, the first couple hours are extremely slow. And then once you get into chapter two, it opens up, but it's still slow. And I don't know, something about it's not grabbing me. I love the game. Absolutely love the game. The systems, I think this is one of the best games of all time. We'll get into more of that later. But I, I don't know. I think I was expecting more 
fast-paced minute-to-minute gameplay kind of like what you were saying in spider-man and i was gonna say here too i mean that's that's a great point like for me i'm a very casual gamer and if you're gonna have slow chapters it probably shouldn't be the first couple because a, a guy like me may just say i'm enough and i'm done you know now you guys would go further in the game probably i'd imagine but like I said, as, as for as a casual guy like me, as far as gaming goes, it, it's it's been hard. I I, I want to like this game, I really do, but like I said, I restarted, and so I had to do the whole Donner Party situation again, and then now I'm now I'm back, not even to where I was, and it's like, God, do I want to invest that extra time to get caught back up? And 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 I will, because I want I want to actually see this game out. But if it wasn't a game that I wasn't invested in emotionally prior, I would have gave up already. I think that's I think that's a fair point. I think I think because we've played Red Dead Redemption, we're invested a little more than the than than some some people who maybe didn't play that game. Um. Let's talk about the mechanics of the game. Let's let's go there. So it is an open world. It's very expansive. Like I said, it's bigger than New York. It is. It it's, it's and it feels huge. It's not that that it is size wise. It's that it feels huge when you're in the game. Like yeah. like Chris said, traveling to and from places takes forever. Even when you have a racehorse and you've built its stamina up, you're constantly having to let that horse rest in the trip to build the stamina back up so that you can go faster again. It just takes forever. Now, once you do get to a point in the game, you can fast travel from your camp to a town, but there's no fast travel back to your camp. So sure. Your time traveling is, I guess, essentially cut in half, but it still takes forever, but it is open world. Lots to do. Lots of things to see. I think the set pieces are gorgeous, Garrick. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the most just draw-dropping games. Draw-jaw. Draw-dropping. Draw-dropping. Draw-dropping games I've ever seen. The the things like um, in chapter one, when you run off the cliff and you jump onto the train. That was one of the most epic parts I've experienced so far. The The bear hunting mission. Um, that was super awesome, and especially even the uh, the set piece. It wasn't even a set piece, but just being there and going and trying to fight that bear and getting mauled to death. It was one of the most brutal, my character dying, that I've ever seen in any video game. Yeah, I mean, this game is beautiful. I mean, it is the artwork, the scenery. Every, they put the time into that. But I feel like they could have put a little bit of time in the travel. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I I agree with that to an extent. Uh, the attention to detail in this game is insane. It's draw jopping, actually. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely draw jopping. That's like not going anywhere. That's right. Uh, so let's talk. So part of the mechanics are your player stats, and there are three big ones. You have, I guess, you have health, you have stamina, and then you've got your dead eye. Now, while eating and how much you eat affects like stealth and and how much how many bullets you can take 
and that sort of thing. Like if you don't eat, you lose weight. If you eat, you gain weight, like that kind of attention to details in this game. I don't know if it really matters that much. Garrick, do you think it matters that much? Yeah. I'm not quite sure that it does. I don't know though. This is the thing. I'm like, it's really awesome that they wanted to put that level of attention into it. But I think they overlooked things that needed that level of attention to do cool things like that, make it more realistic. But it's again, it's it's almost unplayable at times. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. There, there are some things I really like with just the depth and the immersion that you get into it. Um, like the the beard growing stuff out and being able to groom at your uh little tent. I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, like when you get mud on you and blood on you, how people react differently. If you commit a crime, people will remember you. Even if you paid off your bounty, if you did something bad in that town, people still remember it. It's not exactly as if, you know, everybody just forgets. So there's a lot of little things that I do like like that, but I think most of the immersion experiences that Rockstar put in, they're almost game breaking for me or immersion breaking rather. Yeah. I, I don't, I like that. You've got to put your mask up. So that people don't remember you, so that people don't know who you are, so that they when they go and they report the crime and then wanted shows up and they come to investigate. If you're out of the area, they don't know who you are and they're not going to find you. Yeah, I definitely so like mean, that aspect. So you mean like when I go into the train station to do something and I accidentally shoot the cashier and get into a shootout, I should have had my mask on? Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Joby One Kenobi uh, has has taught and preached the virtues of having your executioner mask on. Like, you know, I like that level of immersion. I like that level of detail. There are some details that I think took away from the game. Horses pooping. Horses balls shrinking in the cold. The infamous example. Yeah, the infamous example, because I, I don't believe that those really matter. It, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. Right. Uh, you can you, you can you can up your stats on your stamina by running. You can up the stats on your health by, like we said, eating. Well, I was just going to go back to the horse pooping thing. I live in the <laughs> Midwest. I don't need to see a horse poop. And in fact... I will say the horse poops way too much. I've seen plenty of horses poop. They don't poop that much. It's I, like a turd waterfall. Yeah, I it's will insane. agree with that. In fact, the poops look more like llama poops than it does even horse poops. Maybe Rockstar couldn't get access to horses, and so they, they used llamas as the model. Well, I don't it know. looks like the, the horse is pooping out little pellets, and it's like a, a rain or a waterfall of pellets. Turd fall. A turd fall. turd fall. It's supposed to be like big clumps. I feel like that's a future game. Yeah. Did you ever think we'd be talking fall. about this? No, I didn't. I didn't at you all. Turned it into turd gate. Turd gate. There it is right there. Rockstar has created turd gate. Let's talk about the weapons in the game. I mean, again, the, the, the level of realism and authenticity and attention to detail that went into this is amazing. Uh, the, from the pistols and the, the rifles and the shotguns that you can that you can get, they're they're all time accurate, turn of the century accurate, if you will. Um, you know, I like how they brought like the Civil War into it. There's battlefields that are still there with old cannons and stuff because you're only 30 years removed from the Civil War. And while this takes place in the fictional Lemoyne, 
uh, it 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 kind of gives you that it gives you the flavor uh, of the turn of the century. So I, I I like it. I like I like that a lot. Um, let's let's talk about the horses. I guess. I mean, we've talked about the poops. Might as well just talk about the horse. There are a couple of different kinds of horses, and again, I I don't know if the level the level of detail here, just horses overall, adds anything to this game. Like having to take the time to pat your horse and tell him he's a good boy, good boy, and brush your horse and make sure that they're clean. And then feed your horse to make sure that they're fed. I feel like it just ta- again. There's, there's there's so much to do in this game. Well, and the game is so slow to begin with. It 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 just takes too much time. You're not just feeding him just to feed him. You are trying to get his stamina bar up and help him that way. Um, and by bonding with him, it does increase his stats and your ability to call out to him, which I do like that kind of leveling up aspect with your horse. I definitely think it's a little too much, but to go into the horse customization and to go back to the weapons as well, I love the customization options that we have on the weapons and the horses and your character himself. The customization stuff is some of my favorite out of any video game. Oh, dude, I've spent thousands. Thousands. That's so crap. Yeah, it, it really doesn't do that much good. There's a couple upgrades you can put on your gun, but a lot of the expensive upgrades, like putting carvings into it and changing but the that's, wood type. But, but it, that's all about character customization yeah. and making you feel... like To me, that, that, that level of detail, that attention to detail helps in the immersion. It helps me get into the character. It helps me build a... a almost an emotional attachment to this player, to this, to this character. I mean, that is played differently by hundreds of thousands of gamers across, you know what I'm, so this character is mine. I definitely agree. In fact, going more into that, almost the game changes depending on your customization options because you feel more invested in those particular things. So whereas other players may invest in uh, a racehorse. Um, they don't have as good as health as one of the workhorses. So maybe they have to actually go through several horses because they will spontaneously combust. Or if it comes to, like for me, I use the volcanic pistol. I got one for free as part of getting one of the super deluxe special editions of the game. And since I got that gun for free, I just customized the crap out of it as soon as I got a couple hundred bucks. And I'm not going to use any other pistol throughout the entire game because I've invested in that one. So that's going to affect my shootouts later on. Yeah, well, that's super for you. I also have it because I bought the special edition. <laughs> super for you. And, but, like, I don't need it. I'm like, I'm happy with a revolver, to be honest. But I don't, further, I don't, I don't have it. I, apparently, I'm the only one here that does not have that gun. Yeah. Like, like I said, for me, I was really excited about this game, and I shelled out the extra 20 bucks. No big deal. But, like, going back to the horse feeding and stuff like that, I feel like that was a, a call out to the Baroni cloud. crowd. Wow. I butchered that line. Wow. <laughs> it's, like, it's like draw jopping. <laughs> Pretty much. We're all we're on a queue for one of those at least, and I ruined the joke completely about bronies. You did. I'm sad. It, well, I guess it is a call out to the brony crowd. Jonesy will enjoy that because Jonesy, Jonesy, I believe, is a brony. Jonesy would be a brony, right? Um, I I don't 
I don't know. I think it's just wasted time in a game that's already slow enough. But I do like the character customization because that does build, like sure. I said, an attachment to that character. And yeah, my guns are just pimp. Um, something to go into character customization, like the different outfits you can equip. You have to have different outfits depending on the weather in the area. If it's hot out, you have, have something that is. I don't. I, cool. I don't spend that much time. In, I mean, at least not yet. Like that's, I went. I, yeah. I had to go hunting up north. And I'm like, I'm not equipped because I hate how they look. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that takes me out of the immersion a little bit is I don't want to go and change outfits because I'm going to a colder environment. I understand it, but I shouldn't have to think about that. I should just be able to go to that area. And And oh, look, it's pretty, it's snow. This brings up something that Chris and I were talking about before the show where we're playing a game. And while, yeah, you want to build that emotional attachment to your character... Like you're, you, you have to remember you're playing a game. I mean, we have developers now, even even this game to a point, to a certain extent. I'll get to that here in a little bit. But you have games now where you've got women fighting in World War II. It didn't happen. You've got games where there are minorities fighting in World War II. It didn't, it didn't happen. Certainly not to the extent that it does in these games. So again, it's a game. We're okay with that. Like, let us... like. Stop being so literal, I guess, and so real. But again, I suppose it's a damned if you do and a damned if you don't situation because you're going to have gamers complain that you put too much realism in the game. And then you're going to have gamers complain that you didn't put enough realism in the game. So I think Rockstar, at least in this game, did a pretty good job of walking that fine line. So you mean like it's all Donald Trump's fault on this too? I don't know that that it is, sir. And now I want to block you on Twitter. Uh, let's talk I about blame Donald Trump for the realism presented in the it's... Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Trump for for making this horse poop way too much. Uh, let's talk about fighting in the game. So there are different. I mean, obviously the gunfights. Let's talk about the draw mechanism. So you hold the right two button. You slowly depress the right two. To get your draw meter up, and then when you're ready, depress it all the way, you pull the gun, and then you just start firing. I love it. I think it's one of the better mechanics in the game, and it makes you feel like a real gunslinger. Like, Chris, have you used that yet? I had to restart the game. (laughs) (laughs) Garrick, have you used that yet? I haven't. I heard about this, and there's, yeah, a way to to fan it. It is decent and holy. You both are just terrible gamers. Welcome no, to not, Bad Gamers You're not Anonymous. talking about Deadeye, right? You're talking about no, the actual draw. The draw. Yeah. Like for, for a shootout. Yes. Like, like yeah. yeah. I haven't like, had any shootouts yet, and I, I do know you can fan the, the but revolvers. You, but... Oh, no, you're both still at Valentine. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> anyway. I had to restart. Uh, yeah, Spoilers. Yeah, restart. Thanks, Crowley. You're welcome. Uh, let's talk about melee. I like the, the fist fighting. I think they do a pretty good job of fist fighting in this I think game fist fighting is well. good, yeah. It's probably one of my favorite aspects of the game to this point. Uh, I, I love like you have you have a chokehold, you have actual fist fights. I mean, like it's fantastic. It's probably one of the like I said, it's one of my favorite parts of the game to this point, and I think it's one of the biggest improvements from the first one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I like their cover system as well. Yeah, whether it's behind a tree, behind a rock, behind a horse, behind a wagon, I think it works pretty well. Garrick. Please tell me you've used the cover system. Yes, I've used the cover system. They introduced that in chapter one. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing different from playing the first Red Dead. It's it's honestly nothing different from real life. One of those more immersion things. You're not just gonna run and gun everywhere. If you don't get behind cover, you're gonna get shot up a bunch. This also has like your various. I mean, these are pretty straightforward gaming tropes. You've got your, uh, as far as missions go, you've got your main story mission, you've got your side missions, and then you even have your random missions, your rando missions, as I like to call them. Uh, how many women have you saved on the back of a horse that are tied up? One. Well, that's yeah. right. You you had a restart. <laughs> I, keep I haven't that. saved any outside the chapter Woo-hoo! one. I think I think the random missions are definitely my favorite part. Now, have you did you do the uh, bar mission yet that I talked about last episode? Yes, I'm in chapter three. Okay, what did you think of that drunk scene? The dr- so have you gotten to this yet? I mean, we're going to spoil things at this point. Yeah. So, okay. It, it, so you go with Lenny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you go to Lenny with Lenny into Valentine to get him drunk because he's had a bad time. And he had a bad time because of Micah. And Micah is somebody in the gang who is a giant douche. I feel like if he had a Twitter account, I would invite him on the show so that I could tell him how much of a douche that he was. Uh, I, but I see he, what you're doing, Crowley. It's okay. I know you're looking for another podcast host trying to replace me. So you're just no, inviting no, everyone onto the show, even people you despise, just to get rid of me. Uh no, Garrett, that's not what he's doing. So, em- Emperor uh, Rondo, Rondo of of the Ear Glue Media Group. This these are I- the ideas that Crowley's throwing out for a new podcast, and I think it's going to be called Crowley wants to argue with all the Twitter trolls, and it's just going to be him yelling at these people that won't probably come on anyway, and it'll be an hour and a half, two hours of entertainment. Isn't that Every what I'm day. doing right now? I don't understand. No, no, no. I already have it's a podcast that I can do. just Crowley shouting into the abyss. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it'll be an hour I'd, or two dollars a day. <laughs> See, Garrick would listen. I've already got one listener lined up. That would be one thing that I would listen to. Anyway, yeah, Micah uh, gets a, he he gets put in jail and Lenny runs back to tell Dutch about it. And so Dutch tells you to go get Lenny drunk before you go save Micah, right? Before you bust Micah out of jail. I loved it. I thought it was great. Like you get so drunk. You think every man, this is going to sound very racist, but this is what the game is. You think everyone is black. Yeah. You just, everybody has Lenny's face. Everybody's Lenny. Right. Everybody's clothing is, is still different. Everybody's clothing is still the exact same (laughs) that they are wearing. Yeah. So you look at these women, they look like Lenny, but they're in a dress. It's it's just the greatest thing. It's great. Ever. I love it. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was great. It reminded me of my 20s. Um, it probably <laughs> reminded you of last week, Chris. Uh, maybe. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I had to restart the game. I rem- then, yes, you had I had another random mission where I was just, I was going off, uh, I think, to, to collect a debt from somebody. And there's this random prisoner off the side of the road. He was like, hey, hey, partner, get, get these cuffs off me. You know, help me out. I'm almost gone. And so I got off my horse, and I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, hey, I just escaped. Like, help me out here, buddy. So I hogtied him and put him on my horse and rode him back to the sheriff's office. Yeah, I actually didn't think that far ahead. I did kill the two bounty hunters that had him, and then I cut him loose because I thought he was going to, you know, hey, we're outlaws, we, you know, but apparently there is no honor among thieves. And he started to run away, so I shot him in his head, and then I looted him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would have shot him, too. Yeah, see? And the bounty hunters. I did, man. And probably the sheriffs that came after me as well. That's why you had to and restart the game. Restart yeah, the game. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about the graphics. So we already said that the set pieces are great. It, and Garrick has said that that bending down and getting things takes him out of the immersion of the game. God, it which takes makes so long. No sense to me whatsoever. But Garrick said it. Not I. Just remember that, folks. You know, so get your own podcast and yell at him. Uh, I like the graphics. I think these graphics are on point. They look really good, especially for 2019, 2018. I think these are, I mean, not to overuse this term because we're going to start getting to it now. I believe these are Game of the Year-esque graphics. Uh, they're certainly a little different than other Game of the Year. Like, I think Detroit Become Human is a little more realistic looking yeah it's it's almost like cg-ish so it's it's very high definition realistic graphics whereas this is a little bit more and that's in terms for like the facial animations and things like that the facial animations in this are still pretty stiff they're still video very video gamey but the the actual scenery and everything spider-man would you agree would you agree if you're going to compare these two games graphically they're equal. In my opinion, they are. Chris, what do you think? I didn't play Spider-Man. But what I've seen, it yeah, they're both just similar, and it's pretty cool. You are a bad gamer, sir. Uh, Garrick, similar? Equal? Yeah, they're, they're definitely similar. They both have very video gamey graphics. Not a single one of them is, is completely uh, jaw-dropping. But it is... <laughs> You know, I think the only real difference between them is kind of the the brightness of the colors. In Spider-Man, everything's bright and vibrant and colorful. And in Red Dead, everything's a little bit more muted and dusty and brown. And I don't know if that is... That's got to be just because of the setting. I'm I'm sure it's a setting piece, yeah. Yeah. All right, so then let's talk about music. Garrick, I look, I want to get your take on music before I taint it. So the very few pieces of music I can remember, I liked. They were very timey pieces. It was like going into the bar and, and hearing some of the piano music. But the atmospheric music just going around, I don't remember it at all. I, I couldn't even tell you if there is atmospheric music. So that part I don't remember, but I do remember big orchestral scores on like the train heist things like that the music gets epic when the action gets epic yeah i mean the music for the most part is unremarkable yeah no i i completely agree i think there are there are instances there are flashes of greatness if if i can you know turn a phrase there but it's not it's forgettable yeah the music overall is forgettable and i think in a game of the year Everything has to be on point if you're going to start seeing where I'm going with this. I, I think, I mean, not that you want to steal it to this level, but kind of what Westworld done, maybe reorchestrate some modern songs in in a, that era style. That could have helped. Yeah, yeah I, I think that would have taken the immersion out of it for me. Oh, well, OK, well, so I, I think that's a good point. I think that, that some gamers would have loved it, like myself and you, who, who would enjoy that. I don't know, kind of using it in a creative way. And then there are some gamers like Garrick who would be like, this is breaking my immersion and I hate it. But so the music's not on point for you, Garrick, in this game? 
No, I don't think it's on point. Just like you said, there there are those couple instances where it, the music gets dramatic during the situation, but for the most part in your minute to minute gameplay, it's forgettable. Let's talk about voice acting. Let Chris, tell me about your like what are your thoughts on the voice actors? Like you don't really have anything to compare it with. You can't really compare it to Spider-Man. You can't compare it to Detroit Become Human. You can't compare it even to Kingdom Come Deliverance. What are your thoughts on the voice acting? It's stiff. I mean, we were talking about the facial reactions being kind of stiff, but I, I feel like the even the interactions themselves just they're they just there's no give and take. It's they're talking at each other, not to each other. And that's kind of the way I feel like other than like the cinematic conversations that are fully scripted out. Garrick, what are your thoughts on the voice acting? Now, we kind of touched on this a little bit last week. Have your thoughts changed at all? Not really. I mean, I kind of agree with that. It It's definitely, in my opinion, good voice acting. I think the the characters are, or the actors, are definitely in their characters. Um, I've listened to a few of the actors and other in other things, and I can't hear them in this voice. So, to me, that's kind of a, a sign of good voice acting is you're able to kind of take yourself out of it a little bit. At the same time, though, I I agree with him that it feels like a lot of the times they're talking at each other there have just been a couple lines of dialogue like when i'm in the camp and dutch is saying something cryptic to me and my character is just like uh, always the riddler ain't you and it just seems like he did that line out of context didn't know exactly what he was responding to but yeah definitely when it's the actual cut scenes like when you're uh with lenny you definitely hear that uh that hesitation in the voice when you're breaching certain subjects, you definitely hear the panic in the voice when you're trying to run away at the end of the night. So those things I think are done phenomenally overall. I'd say it's good. Yeah, I would say it's good too. At first I didn't like your character's voice and, and now it's kind of grown on me, but I also like, did either of you, Chris, did you ever watch the show Longmire? No, I don't think I did. Uh, Garrick, I'm almost sure you didn't. Yeah, no. Okay. If if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. It's it's done. It's over. Uh, I think it's like six or seven seasons. Very good show. And this guy reminds me of Sheriff Longmire. He's just got that cowboy way. He knows that things are changing, but he doesn't want to change with it, but he knows he kind of has to, and he's kind of coming to that realization. And I think that's what this game is all about. And... um. There are some elements of this game that I don't like. We'll get into that here in a second, but I think you're right. The voice acting is just good. It's not great. It is, it's not on the level of Detroit Become Human. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think Detroit Become Human's voice acting is just, it's... It's, it's movie kind of level. Step up. Yeah, it's a completely different level. And okay. I definitely think the way that those actors recorded their lines, they probably recorded in booths together they probably had script reads together whereas i think the way rockstar does things is they just hire people out it's like hey we need these lines done or you know go to this local studio and send us the copies of them and then they edit them later no i agree and i think that the i mean kingdom come deliverance did the same thing yeah 
And Kingdom Come Deliverance, I would say, has worse voice acting. You would think. I see. I don't think so. I think it's. I think they're about the same. I think they're about equal. But I put. I've put a lot of time into Kingdom Come Deliverance. Did you? I have recently. I actually uh, got it on PC recently, so I started it up again, um, so I could specifically get those lightsaber mods. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's it's all talk about lightsaber. It's mods. all. It's always comes down to the lightsaber. Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the companion app. Did you download the companion app this week, Garrick? Once it became available, I did download it, and I used it a little bit. I like it, and I will probably use it more. Um, but after I learned the trick of just holding the options button to get into the the map, I it stopped being so cumbersome getting into the menu. I still don't like that you have to press the options button on PlayStation, of course, uh, and then select the map, and then you go into the map. Well, I mean, if you're playing this game on any other system, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) I mean, true, true. Uh, Let's, what about you? Did you download the companion app? I wanted to. But you uh, didn't. But I didn't because I didn't realize when it came out. I'm not. I am a casual gamer. Right. No, I understand. So yeah, I understand. It came out several days after the launch of the it game. It did, which I think which was I a missed opportunity. Was, yeah, I, I agree completely. It is a missed opportunity. And I believe that this may be the most, the single most superfluous piece of software ever created. Here's what the software does outside of just having the map. It allows you access to your journal. It allows you access to the catalog where you can buy things. Now, you can't actually purchase them. You still have to go to the shopkeeper to purchase them. But you can at least see what the catalogs hold. Uh, it gives you a strategy guide. It allows you to view your pro- the, the progress that you've made in the game. It gives you a gaming manual. Uh, it allows you to access your social club feed, which did you set up your Rockstar social club feed? No. no Garrick, did you? I think I did. did. Have you taken any pictures in this game, a la Spider-Man? I did not, no. Yeah, because I didn't either. And I, that's just not me. I, I know there think... are gamers out there that get off on that. I'm not I, one of them. I don't know how to take pictures. You I get don't a think camera. I've... In like chapter one, they give you a camera. Yeah, they do give you a camera. Thank you, bad gamer in Chris figured one? it out. Yes. I just you know recently what? got it in chapter two, actually. Whatever. I don't remember getting it in chapter one. Regardless, this this software doesn't do anything that you can't do in game. And in fact, why would I look at the map on my phone instead of the mini map that's right in front of me? Anybody? Bueller? I think it's for those people who want that extra level of immersion who take the HUD off. The extra level of immersion so you've got to look down at your phone? You know what? You make a great point. I don't know. I guess the idea was so you could get a better visual appreciation for the work they put into it. But is it necessary? No. If they Will wanted, I use it? If they wanted that level of appreciation, then they should have made a game like Detroit Become Human, where it plays like a movie or a television show. I mean, if you want to play a game for the way it looks, then either play Detroit Become Human... Or go watch a movie. Because yeah. at that point, you're not playing a game. You're just enjoying the art. And there's nothing wrong with that. But apparently, maybe those are the games that you don't actually need gamers for. I don't know. We'll have to ask, ask Heather Alexander when she comes on the show. Um, there are some social justice warrior. Hmm, I don't want to use the term dog whistles. But I'm going to. 
There are some <laughs> social justice warrior dog whistles in this game that are just absolutely, it drives me batty. I mean, I guess they've done a good job of masking them. I mean, woman's suffrage was certainly going on at this time, and that's going to, that's a spoiler. That's going to be a story arc. Just FYI, guys. I mean, th- that I understand because it was, what, 1918? Eight, 1895, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah well, when did when did the amendment get in the Constitution for the right to women to 1914? vote? 1914? Yeah, was it before it World 19... War I? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Close. <laughs> yeah, it was around there. It was around there. I want to say it was, like, right after, so 1918 or I'm not looking it up. I don't care. But I'm glad anyways, that they I understand it. that this is this is 20 years separated from that amendment getting passed. So Wait, I kind of get that is? women's suffrage. The Wait, game the, is yeah, it's, the game is set no, in, they're, in 99. They're, but they're protesting for women's suffrage in the game. Well, yeah, because they didn't have the right to vote yet. Okay. The game takes place 1899 or so, yeah, and it was yeah, 20 years later yeah. that women got the right to oh, okay. vote. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that it was okay. So. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it because it kind of fits. Uh, but there's just some things that your character says that alludes to think current events. I can't give you specifics because when I saw it, I just groaned and just moved on with the mission. So I, I don't like that, that that these gaming studios strolled that stuff in there. I mean, if you're looking for similar, I don't think you see it a whole lot in Spider-Man. I don't think you see it a whole lot in 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 Kingdom Come Deliverance, you do see it a whole lot in Detroit Become Human, but they do both sides of the current hot button issues, which I thoroughly enjoy. If you're going to do it, at least do both sides. And I, I, I don't think this game does a good job of that. So let's just rate it. Let's just overall rate it. Remembering the Garrett curve. Chris, what do you rate this game out of 10? Okay, well, before we move into that rating. I know you said you wanted to move this along. No, I, but sure. Go ahead. But but like going back to what you're saying as far as the social issues and stuff, it almost comes like to that revisioning revisionist history where you're or, or trying to rewrite the wrongs of the past, which I think we all agree that yeah, things were not the best for everybody back then. But you can't re- rewrite what happened it is it just is what it is i'm happy that they kind of stayed away like the civil war plays a huge part in this as far as it's the backdrop as that was the last big thing that happened in the nation at the time but they didn't like there's certainly things that have to do with race relations in it and and how uh, how uh uh african americans were treated at that time that Mm -hmm. is certainly forefront in this game yeah Yeah. but it has to be and i think they, they did a good job of that. Yes. I think they've done a very good job of that in how you treat them and how this character does. You treat them the way that you would have wanted them to have been treated during that time, but they weren't. So you get to see all of the bad things that happened as far as as complaining about being lynched, uh, being run out of town, being being persecuted. And that's great because that's what happened. But then you get to see your character be one of the few during that time period. Because there were people in that time period that didn't treat them like that. Treat them the way that you would hope that that they, they would have been treated. And I think that I think I think you're dead on on that. Because they did a good job of 
explaining the situation but not droning on about it. Yep. And I and and I and I appreciated that because it, it there was truth to it. And there is truth to it. Absolutely. So, Chris, rate this game. Rate this game. Well, like I said, I had to restart. <laughs> I had to restart. <laughs> <laughs> recurring theme where it's all gonna come keep coming back around um but yeah I, visually it's fantastic uh playability is leaves something to be desired because like you just it takes too long to do certain things uh button functionality at time is i struggle with but again i'm a casual ga- gamer so for for me, that's kind of par with the course with a lot of the games. But, you know, overall, I'd probably put it eight and a half, maybe nine if I function, if I factor in my inability to game into it. Wow. All right. So that's a nine. I don't have a grading curve for Chris. So eight and a half, nine. That's pretty good. Garrick, what do you rate this game? So post Garrick curve taking that minus three into account. <laughs> yes. I would, you, you know what? As much as I was going into this wanting to give it a 10, it's just, it's too slow for me. And I have to eat it in big bites. And I don't have the time to do that right now. I can't just hop in for 30 minutes and get out. So it's it's not my kind of game right now, which isn't anything about the game. I'd probably give the game itself 9, 9.5. It's a little so six, than six, six and a half. No, this is post. You can't have curve. a post where it's higher than you would 10. Have had it like it's a, a 12. 12. 12.5. It's not, it's a six. I, and you know what? I kind of figured that you were going to have it on the low end, Garrick. I really did. Cause this doesn't seem like this is your jam. You don't really care for open world games to begin with. And this is about as open world as they get. Oh yeah. So the fact, knowing all of that and you trying to give this a nine, nine and a half, just cements my position that all of your scores need to have a minus three immediately put on them. This is a six, six and a half for Garrett. (laughs) I am going to give this game an eight or an eight and a half. I think eight and a half is on the top end. Uh, I think eight is probably right where it should be. Now I know there are some of you out there that have the Crowley curve and you immediately add two points. That is not the case in this game. I am being very generous with this game, but I really do enjoy this game. I like it a lot. The thing is too, with this game, because it is so massive and it takes so long to get through it. I don't know that it's fully fair to give a, a full score right now. I I think you have to play it for a while. Oh, I agree. And I think that last week. I would agree. I think, Garrick, you, you had brought up last week that this has one of the highest Metacritic scores, or had one of the highest Metacritic scores of any game to date. And this had stellar reviews from everyone. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. But that's like. <laughs> that that's basically those individuals in the in the industry, so to speak, grading it before the rest of us get a hold of it. We don't get yeah. copies of this, that, these games. That Metacritic early. still holds. It's still the it's number one be. rated game of this generation. I am going to tell you right now, folks. This is a great game. This is genuinely one of the best games I've ever played. Is this game of the year material? I'd ask Chris, but I think he's had to restart all of the games he's played this year. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Garrett, I have not had to restart Madden 19. I would restart that in in the trash bin. Is where I'd restart that. EA can suck it. 
but I can't complain about the price. Free uh, 99 was great. Free 99. That's true. Garrick, is this game of the year? I think it's going to win game of That's the year. That's not what I don't care. I don't give two drops of monkey piss what the rest of these yahoos at Kotaku, IGN, Polygon, or anywhere else give this game. Because I've already made it very clear that those people are idiots. I invite them all on here to defend their idiocy only so that I can mock them for their idiocy to their face. So I don't care what they think. I want to know what Garrick thinks. So this is not my game of the year. I think... As of right now, my game of the year is a God of War. Now, that's not even the game I've played the most this year. I, I can't even with you. We're going to have to come up with a criteria for game of the year. Okay, there's going to have to be like set criteria for Bad Gamers Anonymous game of the year. Like, it's well, some you, of it's subjective. You need to go play God of War. I don't need to do anything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> why are you, you waving? Do. Why are you raising your hand? Because it's like being in the school. I feel like I'm, crowd's I, and leading I'm, class. And I'm surrounded by you, first off. <laughs> <laughs> and you two are you, and it's fantastic, and I love it. This is why I listen. <laughs> but, but like, I want to come back and host the Bad Gamers Anonymous Game of the Year show. <laughs> not, not because I'll do a good job at it. I want to be here. I want to experience that argument. I want to see the you sausage see first being hand. made. You know what? Here's an idea. What if we do a live Bad Gamers Anonymous Game of the Year show? We do it on Discord, Garrick. What do you think? Done and done. There you go. You heard it here first. Game of the Year. We'll give our top 10 games each live on Discord sometime in the month of December. So as Yoshi P from Square Enix says, please look forward to it. Is this a top 10 game of the year? Absolutely. Yes. Is this a top five game of the year? Yes. Absolutely. But is this game of the year? Absolutely not. Will it win it? Probably. I don't, but I don't care what anybody <laughs> else. Here's the thing. I don't care. Do you care what these people say? Absolutely not. Derek, do you care what these people say? I care what's on the cover of the case. See? And I get that from from I, I get that from your standpoint. That's why Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time. Because what because the they told you to sheep? Told me so. Right. I see and I hate that. I'm not a sheep. I have my own opinions. And my opinion is this is not game of the year. Chris, thank you so much for being here tonight and listening to my idiocy uh firsthand, uh and live in person. Oh, no problem. I I, I enjoyed being here. I mean I don't know why. I don't know why either. Do you want to give <laughs> a quick... Neither. Right, nobody does. Do you want to... Like, who would subject themselves willingly to this? Real quick, do you want to give a a a, a quick review of Madden 19, the game that you won, that won. from us? So, for, I had to preface this with Crowley absolutely did not want me to review an EA game ever, but I, I muscled my way in on this one. It's like every other Madden game I've ever played. That's Chris. That's Garrick. I'm Crowley. Garrick and I will see you next week. <laughs>